Today on Rooted Daily, we talk about when it's time to sit down and remain silent. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less each day, we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God. I'm Brandon Levy, and today and tomorrow, we're going to talk about when is it time for us to speak and when is it time for us to remain silent. You know, our instincts are backwards here. It seems to be far easier to speak when I should remain silent and remain silent when I should speak. And this is important to figure out because as Christians, we are in a position of influence. Our words can build others up and our words can tear others down. That's why Ecclesiastes chapter 3 says that there is a time for everything, including a time to be silent and a time to speak. So when are those times? Let's think first, when is silence wrong? When is silence harmful? It shouldn't be hard to think of these times. Fear or doubt of ourselves and anxiety can tempt us to keep our mouths shut when we need to boldly speak the truth in love. But being a disciple for Christ means we must give justice to the weak and the fatherless, Psalm 82.3. We have to correct oppression. We have to utter wisdom, Psalm 37.30. We have to plead the widow's case, Isaiah 1.17. And when we take a back seat in the face of injustice, we're doing more harm than good in our silence. In Acts chapter 18, verse 9, the Lord spoke to Paul and a vision saying, do not be afraid. Keep on speaking. Do not be silent for I am with you and no one is going to attack and harm you. As Christians, we must speak without fear when it's the right time and place. But we're also told to know when to remain silent. So when is silence best and commanded by God? You know, silence is undervalued today. You know, making noise is a virtue of our time. It's said that for the first time in history, we are writing more than we're reading because it's become so easy. When it comes to communication, it seems like we value quantity above all. In our digital world, it only gets easier to add your own voice to, to the noise. Whether we're emailing or Snapchatting or podcasting, we live in an age distinguished by noise, not silence. So why would silence be commanded by God? Well, first, simply put, you can't obey if you're not silent to listen. That's a simple reality on a physical level, but also on a spiritual one. In Matthew chapter 12, verse 34, Jesus asked, how can you who are evil say anything good? For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Our hearts are linked with what comes out of our mouths. To extend the metaphor, only when we silence what our our evil hearts are asking for us can we accept and adopt what God wants us to do. You know, Moses highlighted this concept in one of his final speeches to Israel, and he's there telling them uh, about the command to obey God. And as an exclamation point at the end, he says this, be silent and hear. O Israel, Deuteronomy 27, 9. Instead of filling the world with more noise, take a moment to listen to what God would have you do. Second, when silence is linked with obedience, 
then we have self-control, a fruit of the Holy Spirit, according to Galatians chapter 5. Now, obedience and self-control are inseparable, but they're distinct as well. Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verses 12 through 14 says, words from the mouth are gracious, but fools are consumed by their own lips. At the beginning, their words are folly, and at the end, they are wicked madness, and fools multiply words. When we're just adding to the noise, we display our ignorance. You know, God's solution in Proverbs 30, 32 is to put your hand on your mouth. You know, sometimes we just need to cover our mouths so that we won't say what we shouldn't. Next, silence sometimes is simply the result of wonder. No need to overthink it. We can honor God simply with our awe. When we humble ourselves before him in silence, it's possible to worship God in complete and total silence. A moment of silence can say more than an hour of speaking. And this kind of silence works in two ways, both of which glorify God. On the one hand, when Christians come to terms with the depth of sin committed against God, Paul says that our mouths should be silenced in Romans chapter 3, verse 19. Silence is the only possible result in the face of God's holiness in the coming judgment. Now, on the other hand, we ought to be struck silent in light of God's incredible redemption through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Acts chapter 15, verse 12 says, The whole assembly became silent as they listened to Barnabas and Paul telling about the signs and wonders God had done among the Gentiles through them. Silence, even when we're with other Christians, can reflect the wonder that God so deserves. Next, our silence, alongside with wonder as a result of God's salvation, our silence can also be seen as the result of the rest that we now have in him. You know, knowing that God is our God prompts us to be still in Psalm 46.10. Even in the face of uncertainty and suffering, the psalmist can say in the English Standard Version, For God alone my soul waits in silence. From him comes my salvation, and he alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I shall not be greatly shaken. You know, when Israel faced the Red Sea on one side and the Egyptian army on the other, and I find it remarkable what's written there. You know, Moses commands Israel to be silent. The Lord will fight for you, and you have only to be silent. Next is chapter 14, verses 13 through 14. Our hope in God and his salvation is so firm that I can be free from fear. I can rest, and our silence can demonstrate and encourage our rest in him. Finally, we see in Scripture that silence can be the result of wisdom. You know, often when we think of wisdom, we think of speaking, usually to give advice or counsel to someone. But the Bible tells me that often wisdom should prompt us to do just the opposite. Especially in the book of Job, we see the tension between the desire to give counsel and the need to be 
silent. You know, all of the noise created by Job's friends didn't help him much. You know, we see the high point of their wisdom in chapter 2, verse 13, when it says, Then they sat on the ground with him for seven days and seven nights, and no one said a word to him, because they saw how great his suffering was. Silence as a form of wisdom is frequently encouraged in Proverbs 2. It can help wisely avoid transgression in chapter 10, verse 19. It can reflect respect and understanding in chapter 11, verse 12. It's a part of a wise and even-handed interaction in 29, verse 11. Silence is so powerful that it can even make fools appear wise and intelligent in chapter 17, verse 28. Silence can sometimes speak louder than words. Think about that today. Write it down on a post-it note to remind yourself that when you have the opportunity to fill this world with more noise, to take a moment to listen instead. That'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily, and I'm looking forward to sitting down and talking with you next time. Hey, thanks for watching this episode of Rooted Daily. We're praying that you're growing with us as we study the Bible and use God's word as our only foundation. If you appreciate this content and want to make sure the others see it, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app and hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Jesus, shoot me an email to brandon at rooteddaily.com right now.